Hello, welcome to IMJDB. I'm your host Jim, and together with my Disney princess Nikki, we'll be your guides to the Weekend Geek, covering the latest movies and streaming TV shows. This week we'll be getting prehistoric over the Jurassic World Dominion trailer, and then sharing our thoughts about the supersized finale of The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah! So here we go, episode 6, Return of the Jedi! <laughs> Back to Star Wars again after the little detour to Police Academy last week. <laughs> so yeah, Universal recently released a trailer for their Jurassic World Dominion movie, which is coming in June. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the trailer, do go to our Twitter page, which is... I am JDB Podcast. Because obviously you've, tra- you've shared the trailer, and it the trailer is amazing, and it's full of so much exciting stuff. It's fantastic, because for the first time, dinosaurs in the wild. Yeah, like we're seeing like dinosaurs roaming forests, snow-laden forests, which is a bit of a concern, um, cities. Yeah, we're seeing stampedes of wild parapasaurus. Yeah, running in it alongside like the um, like the wild horses, and and Chris Pratt's character Owen. Owen, that's right. Yeah, Owen Grady uh, has one of those dinosaurs with the what did you, what did you call them? Oh, sorry, Parasolophilus. Parasolophilus, that's a word, isn't it? <laughs> uh, he has one of them on like a like a really loose like halter, and he and it's kind of I because we know from the previous Jurassic Park movies, yeah, Fallen that, Kingdom, all the dinosaurs yeah, were released at the end of. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do, but this particular dinosaur is uh, likes to live in a herd, kind of like linking towards maybe the horses, and we're seeing the wild horses run alongside them in the country. So that's right. That's that's really sweet and. And Owen's out there working along, working with the dinos, and isn't we, he? Th- then we also get a shot of uh, of a uh, famous raptor, Blue. Yeah, who's got a who's got a uh, baby. a baby? Yeah, I guess that's a raptor calf, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but I don't know. Would you, could you say pup? That'd be cute. And of course, we've got a classic uh, John Hammond voiceover evoking connections to the original series. There, mm-hmm. uh, we, we see Mosasaurus out in the open sea with which fishermen. Is terrifying. Yeah, I mean, like, fishermen have a bad enough job anyway. It's, like, one of the most dangerous jobs in the world, isn't yeah, it, being I mean, a fisherman? At least, at least Godzilla doesn't really exist, but... No, but frickin' Mosasaurus <laughs> there, nom, 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 yeah, on your right. boat. Literally, they're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> they, they totally are. Um, so we see Alan, Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler, um, protagonists of the original Jurassic Park, reunited at a dig site and ready to... Do this all over again. Yeah. <laughs> we see we see a feathered dinosaur for the first time. Well, we see two different feathered dinosaurs, actually. Sorry, yeah, I know it was one, but yeah. Okay. We, well, we see one which appears to be stalking in uh, some kind of jungle, and then we get a... So we literally just see, like, the back of its head for, like, a split second. And then we I must see... That. <laughs> yeah, you don't notice it unless... Because you're concentrating on watching the one of the actresses, like, bend down to start trying to move for a stream right. and then later on we see a, a, an archaeopteryx which of course uh, probably one of the most famous feathered dinosaurs um, later on and it's nice to see that we're sort of approaching the whole thing of feathers and dinosaurs because that was some of the biggest critique of Jurassic Park is that the dinosaurs weren't authentic or the dinosaur uh, appearances didn't keep up with the science that was happening at the time I think archaeopteryx was discovered what like like 2010. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen an Archaeopteryx uh, yeah, we, uh, or a fossil of the Archaeopteryx at yeah, the Natural History Museum. Yeah, we saw an imprint, didn't we? Yeah, the Natural History Museum. Very or, cool. as it's also known, the Actual Mystery Museum. <laughs> <laughs> so th- then there's a scene where where flying dinosaurs, uh, t- Pteranodon, uh, yeah. attack a plane? Hel- yeah, yeah. Or is it a helicopter? I can't I remember. I thought it was a plane. Uh, okay. Maybe it is a plane. I'm not sure. 
I was just too... Some kind of flying squeak, vehicle. Squeaking too much at all the dinosaurs. Yeah, Dilophosaurus makes a return. <sighs> There's so much in there. And... Yeah, and and then we finally see both casts combined, yeah, and they yeah. both, <laughs> Alan, Alan, and and Owen both say at the same time, <laughs> "Don't move." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's that lovely line where they turn to each other and go, "Why do they always go bigger?" That's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, <laughs> bigger. Why does it have to be bigger? Because bigger than a T Rex. Yeah. So honestly, we really can't. We love dinosaurs, and we can't wait to see uh, Jurassic World Dominion when it hits in June. Yeah, because we are approaching this like actual conundrum aren't we the ethics of these dinosaurs being brought back to life by humans and i know i know it's not a real circumstance but actually in the terms of genetics and conservation there are lots of species out there which do have uh, a forebearer or would have funding behind it for people to go towards you know looking at cloning and reintroducing uh, previously extinct animals into areas where they th- think I mean we talk about wolves all the time being reintroduced back to Scotland or something but you know humans have eradicated wolves for such a long time essentially they've just been putting these dinosaurs in places where they once lived yeah great they're adapted to live there but at the same time we've got these puny little humans now living alongside them and actually what's happened is we've got these massive predators at which are going to be a massive risk to humans so I'll be intrigued to see where this storyline goes. Are we going to end up yeah. having to essentially start another Jurassic Park by collecting the dinosaurs, or are they going to have to actually snuff them all out? As Professor Ian Malcolm would say, life finds a way. Indeed, because this is the other thing, because all the dinosaurs, of course, are meant to be female. And Blue has a baby. Yeah, that's right. And it insinu- they filled in the DNA with frogs, though, didn't they? Yeah, Which well... been known to change sex. Yeah, and some reptiles, of course, things like... Um, Anacondas have been shown in captivity, even though they've never lived with males, that they've been able to breed on their own. It's absolutely crazy what can, you know, life finds away, as you say. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think some of it insinuates that they are breeding in the wild as well now. So we could have established herds of dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah it's going to be amazing. There's going to be lots to look at when it hits in June. All I can say, Jim, is I can't ruddy wait. <laughs> okay, it's time for the news now. And, uh, so Sony have been mulling a, a Madam Web movie uh, for a while. That's uh, part of their uh, spump, their Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters collection that they have. They've got a, a, a Morbius movie apparently coming on April 1st, whether you believe that or not. That sounds like an April <laughs> Craven, Craven the Hunter in development. And of course, who can forget Venom? But I digress. Uh, Dakota Johnson, uh, best known for playing Anastasia Steele in the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, uh, has been cast as Madame Web, which is really weird because in the comics and in the TV shows, she's a much older lady. So when when they when they said Madame Web, I was thinking Helen Mirren, maybe Judy oh, Dench. I that, get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... Maybe even Kate Blanchett. You know, oh. s- someone more mature. But you know, um, Dakota Johnson. Good luck to her. And speaking of Marvel, um, Moon Knight, as we know, is dropping on March the 30th, and I cannot wait. I hope to see death from above. Uh, I mentioned before it's going to be violent, and Kevin Feige's comments seem to back that up, saying it's going to be loud and brutal. Uh, you, we're not going to pull back where you'd expect us to pull back. Death helicopter? It's, a, it's, a def- it's a definitely a different thing. Uh, Empire have released a picture, which really excited me. Uh, you probably won't understand what I'm going on about, but Mr. Knight... Uh, which is basically Moon Knight just wearing a face mask and a white suit. Uh, his is most deranged and most calculating and cold version of himself. 
uh, was introduced in the late 2000s by Warren Ellis and Declan Shelby in the comics. Uh, so uh, yeah, honestly, I cannot, I can't wait to see the Oscar Isaac starring Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show when that drops on the 30th of March. And speaking of Marvel, on February 28th, all the Marvel shows that Netflix, um, the co-production of Netflix, are leaving. Wow, Netflix. Wow. I think two weeks away. It's That's a long right. Time, February the twenty eighth, we we lose Daredevil seasons one to three, Jessica Jones seasons one to three, Punisher seasons one and two, Luke Cage seasons one and two, Iron Fist seasons one and two, and The Defenders. That's hundred and sixty episodes of television leaving Netflix. It's a massive amount of content there. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming that this will all turn up on in Hulu in the United States mm-hmm. and on Star in the UK for Disney Plus because clearly yeah. Marvel are get, Disney and Marvel are getting all their ducks back in a row again. Uh, I mean, certain characters have made re- reappearances recently. I'm not. <coughs> I'm not saying <coughs> where or when. Daredevil. But, but Daredevil. yeah. <laughs> okay. Quite and, honestly, um, if you haven't watched Spider Man yet, what the hell are you doing with your life? Well, I think it's fine to have spoilers now for Daredevil. If it's not, tweet me at IamJDB um, on Twitter and tell me what you think. But I think it's fine to say spoilers now. Never a stranger to controversy, are you, Nick? No. <laughs> Staying with Netflix, uh, rejoice because we finally have a date for Better Call Saul, the final season. Um, part one will be dropping on the 19th of April. Uh, the first two episodes and then five more episodes weekly. Uh, then we're taking a break and coming back in July for the final six episodes. Wow! Um, and a, a teaser trailer that was uh, that, that was dropped um, teased the return of the twins, the terrifying twins from Breaking Bad. They are scary. Who you know, you know, died in Breaking Bad, but mm-hmm. this is a prequel, so all bets are off. Who are they going to get? Um, <laughs> yeah. Who basically, they... don't expect to see anybody you didn't see in Breaking Bad uh, <laughs> survive the final season of. Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting um, few episodes. Oh, I'm really glad Bob Odenkirk's better after his recent um, heart attack. He sounded like a real trooper, uh, didn't he? Working his way through that, and he's and really, got really a lovely did. supportive cast and everything. But yeah, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, uh, the twins are terrifying. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And actually, we didn't see a huge amount of their backstory. We just heard rumours. Uh, because the twins just have these looks where they just glance to each other, um, and it'll be interesting to see if we experience any of those terrifying backstories in Better Call Saul. Just briefly moving back to Disney Plus now. Um, Disney Plus and Hulu have announced that Futurama is returning for a third time. Woohoo! Uh, David X. Cohen and Matt Groening said that they can't wait until it's cancelled prematurely again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good news, everyone. Well, not everyone. Because uh, even though Katie Siegel, Billy West, Phil Lamar and Tress McNeil have all signed up to return to voice the characters. Tress McNeil, the Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> That's Neil McBeal, the Navy oh. SEAL. You stole a meal. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, yeah, John DiMaggio, uh, Bender and Jake from Adventure Time will, will, po- will possibly not be returning since he can't work out a back-end deal with Hulu. Uh, they don't want to pay him what he's worth, basically, which is I, I ridiculous. Think he, I think he's literally like the glue that holds that show together because he's such a versatile voice actor. And we know he obviously voices Bender. That's right. But he also voices other little side characters all the time. Yeah. So uh, will Futurama be the same without him? 
I, I don't want to think about a Futurama without John DiMaggio. I mean, I might watch it, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it's just a sticky subject there. Mm. Okay, so moving to Amazon Prime. Um, one of our favourite shows, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yay! Uh, which stars Rachel, Rachel Broshannon as a housewife in the 1960s negotiating the uh, cutthroat world of comedy as a female comic. Will return on February eighteenth for its third season. Oh, such a good show! It really is. Yeah, created by Gilmore Girls, Amy Sherman, Pellavino. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic with uh, Tony Shalhoub as as her father. It's it's going to be a really really cool. I just uh, think it's a really season. clever show because it starts off. It's all beautifully filmed as well, so it's all got these fantastic nineteen uh, fifties sort of dresses and fashion and it's upstate New York and it's got all these lovely I loved it last season when they're on the USO tour. Yeah, it was very Fantastic. it was very Peggy Carter. Yeah, yeah, very Captain so. America, First Avenger. It was like really fun. But underneath it all it basically comes down to this woman living in, you know, nineteen fifties America <clears throat> trying to figure out how her family's gonna survive. Because she discovered her husband was cheating on her, and we find that in the first couple of her episodes. husband, the failed comic, yeah, the failed comic, and he she she gets up <laughs> after a few drinks and starts ranting on stage, and people realise how funny she is. And mm-hmm. if you haven't yeah, watched, yeah, whips her top off and everything, does she? Uh... She whips her top off. <laughs> Do you not remember the pilot? <laughs> she takes her outer coat off. Yeah, but yeah, no, she, no. yeah she does. <laughs> the but, pilot, but but yeah, if you haven't. Watched it again. I highly recommend um, watching it um, because it's one of these wonderful shows. You get um, as much out of it as you want to. You can drop in and drop out of it, um, but it's really endearing and it'll make you properly laugh um, out loud on many occasions. So it's a great show. Yeah, staying with Amazon, they've just announced their plans to create a Blade Runner TV show. That's a Blade Runner TV show, uh, a sequel to Denny Denny Villeneuve's Twenty Forty Nine. And Ridley Scott is on board to executive produce. Will he do the blowing world <laughs> finger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ridley Scott was to- was totally uh, responsible for that that travesty that was uh, Alien uh, Covenant. I don't remember that movie at all, apart from that line. I blow. You do the and also, fingering. And also, Danny McBride was in it as well. Which was is, he? He was. Yeah. Kenny Powers from oh. uh, Eastbound and Down was, was also in that movie. I don't remember that Very movie. strange. But anyway, yeah, Blade Runner um, 2099, not to be confused with the Marvel 2099 series of comics. So don't expect Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man 2099 to show up in that because he won't. Okay, and finally, Star Wars. Uh, so we said last week that may, maybe maybe the fourth would be, May the fourth would be with Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But... Uh, no, yeah, that's right. Obi-Wan Kenobi has been confirmed will drop on May 25th, mm-hmm. 41 years after the debut of the character in Star Wars A New Hope in so, 1977. We just need to wait a few more weeks for Obi-Wan to say hello there. That's right. And also concerning Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's been revealed that three actors will be playing Darth Vader, bringing Darth Vader to life. Yes. So, of course, there's Hayden Christensen for <laughs> scenes where uh, Vader will be without his mask, so recuperating in a, back, in a back-to-tank and uh, poss- possible Anakin flashbacks. Yes. Um, and also, uh, there's going to be a new actor to play Darth Vader when he's sitting and standing. That's uh, Russian actor Demetrius Bistos. Uh, and then 
Tom Tom O'Connell uh, will be the action Vader, and I'm told that this Vader is like the Vader that we saw in Rogue One, but angrier. But so, he, but he, I'm he should say, be he, angry. He was pretty angry in Rogue One, so this is yeah, all bets are off. He's going to be training the Inquisitors in this that we've, we've seen in Rebels. Terrifying. And we've learned that the Grand Inquisitor will be played by Rupert Friend, an actor from Homeland. And he won't be your friend. Uh, unfortunately, not Jason Isaacs, who voiced him in Rebels. Shame. That is a shame indeed. But hopefully we'll get to see a bit more of the dynamics between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, because... Uh, <sighs> And I know people are like, oh, Anakin, you know, he's Vader, he's a baddie. Anakin. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Obi-Wan... Yeah, he's just misunderstood. And Obi-Wan Kenobi, quite honestly, has a lot to answer for, for the person that Anakin becomes. Yeah, that's we... one way of reading it, yeah. Yeah, and we need to see those dynamics play out. And Anakin, of course, will also be in the Ahsoka show with Rosario Dawson. Yeah. And Ray Stevenson uh, of Rome and Thor has been cast as an admiral. Uh, but not Thrawn. Apparently, uh, Disney, Disney and Lucasfilm want you to know that he's an admiral, but he's not Thrawn. Thrawn is someone uh, completely different. Uh, <laughs> Thrawn, Thrawn is going to be the main villain in Ahsoka. But Ray Stevenson will not be playing Thrawn, but he will be playing another admiral. Interesting. Yeah. Like Admiral Akbar. I shouldn't have thought Ray Stevenson would be playing Admiral Akbar. Oh. Uh, and to round up the rest of the Star Wars news, Stellan Skarsgård has announced, well, has mentioned in an interview that Andor Season 2 is returning to be filmed um, at the end of this year. So, I guess Andor Season 2 confirmed? Yep, spoiler. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> we, maybe we'll get Alan Tudyk as K2SO this time. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I really am hoping. Maybe. Love K2SO. And Disney have, have confirmed that we should see The Mandalorian Season 3 coming this December. But more on mm. that later. Yeah, cool. And now it's time for a spoiler alert. Spoiler alarm. Spoiler alarm. Spoiler alarm. Beautiful, if I say, say so myself. Because we're going to talk about The Book of Boba Fett, Episode 6. The finale. In the name of justice. So if you haven't watched it yet, feel free to pause it now and come back and finish our podcast when you have watched it. Yeah, whenever, whenever's good for you. We're, we're here forever. Well, are we? <laughs> this podcast will outlast us. Well, will it? <laughs> I guess if the whole world crashes and... I mean, we're 39 in TV reviews on the on, on the Apple podcast charts, so... Yeah, yeah we were. Know. But, you know, I guess it becomes a question of, you know, where is our data stored? We know the cloud's under the sea. cloud is under the sea. Yeah, you know, what right. will happen if the internet crashes? Jim, we might outlive it. Who knows? We will find out as this world becomes Mad Max reality. I don't know. Onwards. Hey. Okay, so we pick up with Boba Fett in the sanctuary bombing aftermath. Mm. Uh, the Cantona went off last week and uh, blew uh, that poor Twilight lady to kingdom come. Well, the thing is, we don't really know what the casualties are of the sanctuary. Yeah, because it seems to be a few days later and all the bodies yeah. have been cleared out. It may, and it almost looks like maybe there's even been a little bit of looting or whatever, which makes sense. I mean, this is a this is a town where, you know, there's quite a lot of poverty, so you've got to kind of grab stuff if you can. So we can, we don't know who, who was the casualties in this scenario, but we can assume it's many people and sad enough, it'll be those little Rex poker droids. Yeah, but you know, I can always build more of those. 
Countless. <laughs> so Fett is told is is asked by the mods uh, not and uh, not to abandon Mos Espa and go back to the palace. Um, they're they're all basically all sitting around waiting for Cobb Vanth and Freetown reinforcements mm-hmm. to show up. Um, yeah, and and this these scenes I found quite like magnolia to watch. They were a bit blah. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, after after all all of the fireworks and Luke and Grogu and and Mando on his mission yeah. and everything like that last week, it's all just taken a bit of a. Well, I just felt like Boba <laughs> Fett wasn't being Boba Fett. He was just like. Hey guys, mm. I'll go and do what you want to do. Yeah, sure. Like, okay. It's so, a bit blat, yeah. So, Cad Bane arrives after his amazing um, arrival last last week, where he gunned down um, poor old Cobb Vanth. Because mm. he shot the sheriff and he definitely killed the deputy. Poor JJ Dashall. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Poor one out on the ground for him. So, so then, basically during the showdown, Cad Bane, <laughs> Cad Bane tell, tells um, Boba Fett that he shouldn't have uh, taken Cobb Vance's arm. Uh, well, shouldn't have taken the armor from Cobb Vance. Shouldn't have taken yeah. the armor from Cobb Vance, um, even yeah. though it was his. <laughs> That's right. So there'll be no Freetown reinforcements, uh, and then he also lets slip that the um, the, the Pikes framed the Kinten Striders, Kinten Striders. Mm. Um, for the Tuscan massacre, uh, and then reinforcing that, he decides to quote Brian Adams. <laughs> he says, "You know it's true." So that got me thinking. You know it's true. Everything I do, I do it for Grogu. Ah, <laughs> who knows? Maybe he's a secret Brian Adams fan. It, yeah, it came from an out of nowhere, pretty pretty left field. <laughs> so so yeah, um, yeah. So Vanth uh, is, sh- is has been shot dead, um, and now now no uh, no Freetown reinforcements are coming. Mm. Uh, Chrysanthemums against the Trandoshans, uh, the Aquilish are, are fighting the mods. We yeah. are the mods. We yeah. are the mods. <laughs> um, and of course. Uh, Black Cassantin, uh was he escaped from this a gladiator pits of the Trandoshans. Uh, he, he was a slave and gladiator of theirs, mm-hmm. so you can see why he's got animosity towards them. He just doesn't um, want their arms. Then we see the Gamorian guards uh, get angry birded because they are green pigs and they are mm-hmm. falling uh, off of off of a wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's I mean, they've done quite well. I mean, they didn't die in six episodes, so you know. And uh, yeah, so Mando and Boba are forming a bond. Uh, they're, they're they're in this together, and um, they yeah. they won't back down. They're Baba basically the says to to Din, doesn't he? Like you know, leave now. And Din Jinara turns around and says, "That's not the way." That's right. And then Freetown finally arrived to help in their tank. Yeah. So we see the bartender from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Boba Fett then uh, saves Cassantin from being gunned down, which is uh, we, we actually thought Cassantin was going to get killed, didn't we? Yeah. Which would have been a waste of the character. Yeah, yeah, a bit um, But then, then we learn that the Pikes have uh, separatist technology. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, Scorp- Annihilator droids yeah, that we was... last saw in the Clone Wars. That's right. They, they um, if you don't, if you've never really seen them in action before, because again, the, the well, TV... well, they were in Phantom Menace as well. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah, the TV show kind of used them in a really 
like stationary way, but they're designed to roll, and they have this lovely big scorpion tail which comes up, which helps them roll. Um, and That's it was right, just yeah, they're really... a, um, an upgrade of the Droidicas, uh, the, the destroyers. Yeah, it was just really frustrating seeing these stupid things blasting the scorpion droids blasting everybody and we knew exactly how to take them down yeah because there's a great there's a great uh, story arc in the clone wars where uh, you basically learn that the jedi train the rebels or the or what will become the rebel yeah. the rebel alliance uh against the separatists um and the key to do that is you slowly roll a thermal detonator along the ground um because there's no kinetic force it it drops through the force field uh, allowing allowing the blast to take out and incapacitate the droid, mm-hmm. but of course there's no one around to do. Well, Ahsoka's around, but, but she's she not there. Not there time to teach people. And it's really frustrating because at one point the yeah, both we... Mandalorians turn to each other and go, "Hey, I can't get the kinetic force. Yeah. Through, won't let it get 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 through." And of course, Dinjinara's got the dark saber, which if wielded slowly enough would pass through the force field. Don't forget Boba Fett also launches his back rocket at it. Oh, that's true. And there's a moment where there's a huge cloud of smoke and we're supposed to think that the droidic has gone and no, it's not. Mm. <laughs> so he, uh, so, so then, um, Sorry, I should have mentioned earlier that uh, an, an X-wing has, uh, has has turned up at um, at Mos Eisley, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been flown by R two D two himself. Of course, it is. We all know he's a great pilot. And so everyone's expecting Luke to be in the uh, in the thing, and no, he's not. Unfortunately, uh, Penny Moto hilariously thinks that she's in trouble. She thinks it's uh, <laughs> it's the um, the uh, the Republic, uh, the New Republic, come to arrest her. So she, yeah. uh, they start hiding the contraband. All that droids um, are running around everywhere. Also, R five D 4s reaction <laughs> to R two, the droid that replaced him in the Star Wars, original Star Wars trilogy. That's is it. Heartbreaking. Yeah, poor R five. I'd like to think R five's having a nice life living there. Though. So the cockpit reveals that Grogu is is solo, and uh, he chose the Beskar vest, not the lightsaber. Mm. He he wants to return to his dad. He. I still think, though, that R2, being the cheeky droid he is, might have the lightsaber hidden inside him. Well, like a Return of the Jedi style Yep. Ah, well, I hope so. That would be very cool. And Luke would, of course, give it to R2. So, yeah, I forgot to mention that earlier, because uh, Pelimoto turns up on her her rickshaw that's being pulled by another droid, and uh, she's got Grogu with her. Yeah. So Mando, Mando and Grogu are finally reunited. Oh, yeah, it's quite And he's thrilled scene. to see that he's wearing the little vest that he, he had yeah. made for him. That's really cool. Um, so Boba Fett flies away and we see him come back. Yes, it's happened. Chekhov's Rancor has finally gone up. Yeah. In a big way. He's riding the beast. Uh, it's rampaging. It's cleaning house. It can't be stopped. And then Cad Bane turns up and uh, attacks it with a flamethrower. I just think, again, it's such a shame that... Boba Fett has obviously had to take time to build a trust of uh, a bond with this beast, and he's riding it again. We don't know its name, so I'm calling it Fluffy. No one can tell it's not called Fluffy. Dave Filoni, if you don't want me to call it Fluffy, get in contact. Um, <laughs> Can't wait for that DM. Yeah, it might happen. Uh, he can slide into the DMs of I am JD Bull at, <laughs> on Twitter. I am JDB Podcast. Ah, oh, so close. Um, but anywho. Um, one day you'll get it. Yeah, one day. It's a bit of a tricky thing for my dyslexic head sometimes to get around. Um, but but yeah, he's spent all this time 
building a bond with this rancor we know they're really special beasts we know they're you know a beast of status really and they just waste it and again at no point does Boba step in and take over we didn't actually ever see him bonding or training with the beast hey it's my head canon if he didn't have trust with that beast it wouldn't let him on his back I would love to have seen more Danny Trejo as well yeah, yeah, same. It was, same. Yeah, it was, I, I did not expect him to be a one-episode cameo once no. he showed up. Maybe we'll see him again if there's ever a second season of the episode. I don't know. Oh, don't know. So, yeah, B- uh, Boba Fett um, has his final showdown with Cab Bane. And, uh, out, out, yeah, he outdraws him and, and beats him with, with uh, what he learned from the Tuscans. Mm-hmm. He beats him with his gaffy stick and impales him with it. And yeah. for all intents and purposes, Cab Bane looks dead at the end of this episode. All intents and purposes, indeed. For all intents and purposes, yeah. The, mm-hmm. uh, the noise on his belt would indicate otherwise, but... Who next? We'll see. And it, you know, If you want to see more Cab Bane, watch the Clone Wars, basically. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So yeah, Boba Fett is uh, victorious. Uh, Fennec Shand turns up like some kind of cavalry. <laughs> <laughs> Little nod to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Melinda May there. Where she uh, literally she, played yeah, she, the cavalry. Yeah, she kills all of the pikes. All of them. No one left uh, un- unhurt there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Boba Fett basically uh, claims his victory. He's he's the crime. He's now the crime boss that doesn't do crimes of Tatooine. Uh, it celebrates with a Melu run, which was introduced in Star Wars Rebels. Um, and the final shot is is isn't even of him. It's of Mando and Grogu uh, jetting off at hyperspeed in his M1 Nabu starfighter. Yeah. Um, making me really look forward to season three of The Mandalorian in December. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm really looking forward to Mandalorian season three. But, like, I don't know how you feel about this episode, but I just can't help but feel it was just a bit. It was a. It, it cheap. was a. I must admit, it was a bit of a letdown after the previous two. The previous two had had such highs, and don't get me wrong, it was very cool to see Mando, Mando and uh, and Boba Fett teaming up. Don't get, that's always cool. Yeah. Seeing definitely. two two guys in Mandalorian armor, uh, waiting on bad guys. That that's always cool, and obviously riding the Rancor. The Rancor looked great. And seeing Grogu as well take oh, yeah, down course. the Rancor yeah. and put Grogu's him to sleep. Grogu's the one who takes down the Rancor. With, his, with his Jedi powers, which was, again, really yeah. interesting to see this tele, this telekinesis, uh, this telepathy. So he's not let go moment. of the Jedi ways, um, even though he's chosen to be a Mandalorian. Uh, again, I just think that Grogu's aware the choice doesn't have to be fixed in stone. Yeah, I'd say that. You know, because maybe he's I really want to see him with the Oldest Lightsaber, though. That yeah, would be so cool. I think it's coming. I do think uh, it's I coming so. at some point. But I just can't help but feel that the book of Boba Fett was a bit more like the magazine of Boba Fett. We didn't have... The flower outside of Mopan, <laughs> Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, maybe. like, I enjoyed the episodes that were focused on, you know, Din Chinarian and all the rest of it and further in stories of Mandalorian. But I kind of always got the sense that we were just following Boba Fett so that Disney could, I don't know, put in a new ride concept, like the stupid <laughs> mod bikes, like hello, Tron, Tron um, r- roller coaster is going to open in Florida at how, some point next how year. How was Peli Motto's droid pulling a rickshaw faster than the mod bikes? Right, I know, and we've seen those rickshaws before with Anakin and Padme in them, and they That's were just right. these slow moving tuk tuks. But 
but yeah i can't help but feel like like the mods and their bikes were just a bit jarring yeah and like i understand why they were there but i think the mods should have just been a bit grittier yeah the mods rather than being just like these steampunky kind of kids that were knocking around this dust ball of a of a town and then i just don't like i just felt like they I hadn't mean, it made feel, me it it feels care. like they're setting up for a second season especially with the post credit sequence which we have not talked about yet yeah, I know. I just wanted to. And I, I, just, I, I was thrilled at the post credit sequence. I just I've wanted got, got more Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett. I think that's a fair comment. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because that post credit credit sequence didn't even have him in either. No, no, but it did have my good boy, <laughs> Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> Cobb Vanth is in the back to tank. He's going to be okay, folks. It's all right. Cobb Vance going to be okay. He's going to have his own spin-off series and a million movies, and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, we see him with the uh, apparently um, Grammy-winning musician Thundercat. I don't know who this chap is. I'm, I'm sure he's very cool. Uh, I can talk about the original Thundercats all day. But, but, but we do know that his character did all the mods, didn't That's we? right, yes. He did we, do the mods for yeah. the mods, and he also and helped on, fix Fennec Shand. Yeah, yeah. So he could even be there. Maybe he's had to do some kind of fix on on uh, the marshal. That's right. So Robocop confirmed. <laughs> Maybe he is a robot. He, he is, is a, a cop. cop. He, he is, is a, a Robocop. They shot his head in and he was dead in. But he's, he's a, a Robocop. Like he's Stuart Ashens for the inspiration there. That's Ashens on YouTube. If anyone wants to check him out, he's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so that was the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that's right. That was the book of. That was Boba the book Fett. of Boba Fett to be continued in the Mandalorian season three in December. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, do you just think it's a bit odd that they had all this technology of, of filming in the void, and yet they didn't do that in, for the, in book the volume? Of Bo- yeah. Sorry, in the volume, right. and they. They didn't do that for the Book of Boba Fett. I mean, maybe they did some of it. I think I think the Mandalorian episode was probably filmed in yeah. the Yeah, but like, Mos Espa... That's episode five, I mean. Yeah, but, but Mos Espa was... Oh, yeah, all practical a real sets, set, yeah. Which I think was beautiful for the artistry of it. And I, I think visually it looked beautiful, but... Uh, and doors were all practical sets as well. Yeah, but at the same time... I think Obi-Wan was shot in the body. I think, I think sometimes you almost lost... What could have been because they would, because they had a real set rather than using the volume. Yeah. So, overall, what would you, what would you rate the book of Boba Fett? Well, if we're using our new scoring system, the Jickies, <laughs> with that's, five that's five Jim, Jickies being the best thing that's ever. Jim and Nicky combined, by the way. That's our rating system. And one Jicky being. <laughs> I think, on the whole, I would give the whole Book of Boba Fett series maybe three and a half jickies, which I think is probably quite harsh. Three and a half jickies, yeah. Um, I can't give it four. I'd like to, but... Because I think the finale's left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. However, there were some episodes of the Book of Boba Fett that easily was a four four and a half jicky on its own. Yeah, um, I think episode five was a, was a five jicky straight away. See, you loved it, and I, I didn't love it as much. Really? Yeah, because again, I just wanted Boba Fett. It was Mando, he's back, and but he's kicking But it wasn't meant us. to be his show. Uh, no, I know, I know. It's like turning around and saying, you know, oh, here's, 
here's a bit. It, it, it's weird they decided to do a stealth Mandalorian yeah, 2.5 in the middle of their new show. Right, maybe that they one were promoting episode. Fine. At the end of the Mandalorian. But did you two? It was two episodes weren't even about cramming cramming all all the fan service and cameos that they did into those two episodes (sighs) as well yeah we we got the armorer we got ahsoka we got cov vamp Uh we got cab bane all all the deliciousness i would rather they concentrated on story and content than fan service yeah well i i i'm hoping that obi-wan kenobi is it's going to be a five five jickies show and if it isn't we riot <laughs> if it isn't we riot yeah all that show needs to give me is plenty of Anakin indeed indeed I'm sure Anakin um, will yeah because he's going to be he's going to be Ahsoka next year as well absolutely so, but, all the Anakin you can handle thank goodness because quite honestly um, as I say I will write a very strongly worded tweet uh, to Dave Filoni if I don't get more Anakin um, but guys, tell us what you thought about the book of Boba Fett. Send us a tweet or drop us a message on our Twitter account, which is INJDB Podcast. Um, always good to know what your thoughts and fe- feelings were. Did, did you agree with us? Did you not agree with us? Uh, there are many people out there who thought the finale was excellent, and uh, maybe oh, I'm just being overly picky. No, I'd, 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 I'd agree with that rating. Three and a half jickies. Should we do halves? Three and a half jickies. Yeah. Let's call it that. <laughs> So since our last podcast, we've been picked up by a few more podcast carriers. So as well as uh, Anchor, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can now also listen to us on Radio Public, Stitcher and Google Podcasts. Available where all good podcasts are served. Ah, excellent. And uh, we're looking to apply as well for uh, Pigeon Podcasts. No, we're not. (laughs) I was going to say, are we? Okay. Anyway, so... Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to watching uh, Space Force and Cuphead when they both debut on Netflix on the 18th. Oh, um, we've not really had much time to watch anything else oh, uh, this week. Well, of course, I watch The Gilded Age, and if you're not watching it, do watch it. And there's been a lovely little story that's come out on the Independence Day about the female um, actors in The Gilded Age and how they're struggling with the corsetry. Um, so if you if you haven't watched The Gilded Goodness. Age yet... Highly recommend watching it um, because they're doing their best acting with squished, tiny internal organs. Fantastic. Okay, so until next time, it's goodbye from me. Bye from me. Share with everybody. Share all our podcasts. Make sure you give people to listen to us. And send it to the internet. internet.